0: I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I am interviewing a current college student, and it's Anna. I'm super excited for you to hear her story, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I have with me a current college student, Anna. And we're gonna just do an interview today on Anna's experience in college so far. So Anna, let's go ahead and get started on where are you at in college? What are you doing right now? What are you working towards when it comes to your goals?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually a sophomore at UNCG. It's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, I changed my major from kinesiology to psychology, so I'm working towards that right now and a double minor in communications and sign language. The first year I came it was COVID season like heavy hard on COVID season so it was a really difficult first year but it's definitely gotten a lot better since then and the last semester has been a really great time and I'm in an apartment with three roommates that I really love and it's just been it's been really fun so I'm excited to see what this next semester holds
0: already so much in there that I want to go into but we'll just kind of start <laughs> we'll go start the easy stuff. So um, you started off as kinesiology. So what first initially attracted you to that? And then what inspired you to change your major?
1: Yeah, I went from kindergarten to ninth grade, I was in a private Christian school. And the athletic trainer that we had was like one of the coolest people on campus, like by far, like I love talking to her. She was very, she was so real. And in my mind, I associated her, like obviously she was an athletic trainer, but like, I wanted to be her. Like I wanted to be an outlet for students to come and talk to. Um, And so I was like, oh, well I'll be an athletic trainer. Cause at that point, like I was into sports. I didn't play a lot of sports ever, but I was into sports. And so I was like, that could be really cool. And then I was like, oh, well I can be a physical therapist and make twice as much money. So I'm gonna do that. And then I went and found kinesiology. Um, UNCG had a great program. So I was like, oh, it'll be perfect. I'll go there. It's not far from home. So I picked UNCG to do kinesiology. And then I realized pretty instantly that the only reason that I wanted to do it was to be like a mentor for students and that I didn't have to be a doctor, like have a doctorate to do that. And so I was like, "Okay, we need to figure out how I can go into that and change it. So I chose psychology just because it's something that's always really interested me. And it's a pretty broad topic, so I can kind of do anything with that. But yeah, so that was kind of the transition.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, And I think, you know, so many students, myself included, you know, we transition and change our majors all the time. (laughs) And that's a good thing. It's like you're getting closer, hopefully, to what you're meant to do or what you're meant to do next. Uh, So I think it's really exciting. And so kudos for you for like realizing that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I hope so. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Um, One thing I wanted to dial into a little bit is, is that you talked about how that athletic trainer that you could, you know, like you kind of saw and you worked with, um, how they were just a really cool human. And so Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, like I want to do what they're doing. And I think that that can be really challenging because I have felt similar in the past where I'm like attracted to a person because they are doing something really cool, but also because it's not necessarily that they're doing something cool, but they really enjoy what they're doing. And that is attractive, right? You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, they are really happy in in that job. Maybe I would be happy in that job, but what's really like happening there? And and I think you were able to recognize that later on is that you want that feeling. You want to enjoy what you do, whether it's that or something else, but it's so hard in that moment to differentiate. Is this something that I actually want to do? Or is this just somebody that's doing something really amazing?
1: Yeah, no, that definitely was a process um, that I came to terms with because I was like, I really liked it just, she really was good at her job. Like she loved sports. She was really into it. She loved the students. And I was like, that's like such a cool thing. And I realized once I realized what I wanted out of that was like the mentor part. I was like, I want to be happy doing what I love. Like I or doing my job. Like I want to have a job that I enjoy being at. I don't want to do it just for the money. I don't want to be a physical therapist because you make a ton of money a year. Um, I want to do something that I, Truly enjoy. So that's where I was like, okay, so maybe physical therapy isn't exactly the route that I want to get to to do the thing that I love doing. Yeah. yeah, I definitely get that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. And then it's like, if you can find something that you enjoy doing, you're actually going to progress in that career or field Mm -hmm. faster because you are like in alignment with what you want to do. And then you're going to get rewarded along the way. But it's so hard to see that when you're, especially like, I think a student and like figure, trying to figure out what you want to do after college. It is so hard, I think, to make that connection. At least it was for me. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm lucky to figure it out this soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when you think about psychology, uh, I, I think one of the common things that I see, and I, and I hope that this isn't too real too fast of in this episode, <laughs> but, you know, I think some of the narrative is a psychology major is not worth it. It's like, it's too ambiguous. What are you going to do with that major? What do you say or what are your thoughts whenever I just share that?
1: Yeah, I <laughs> immediate flashbacks from like every single person in my family telling me the same things. Um, it's actually really funny. My aunt, who is my dad's sister, she's like the person that I'm closest to with my entire family. And um, she was a psychology major and minored in communications. And unintentionally, like I'm completely following in her paths, like in her footsteps. And so when I told my grandpa and everything, (laughs) he was... He like he's tried to talk me out of it so many times, and he's like, "What are you gonna do with that?" And my dad's the same way, and I'm like, "Well, it's just a general degree. Like, I don't want to be a psychologist. I just need a degree. They don't really care. I want to do my own thing anyway, so I'm not like applying to jobs where they need to see a specific degree." And so, I um, it's really funny. That's definitely what happens, and I kind of just have to be like, "Well, I actually just kind of need a degree. Um, I actually want to be." A life coach ish. I haven't figured out the proper terminology yet, but um, something down that path. And I feel like it's a good starting point, kind of more of like positive psychology. Um, but yeah, that's one hundred percent what people tend to ask.
0: Yeah. Um, so I want to dial in a little bit on the thing that you said about doing your own thing. What does that mean, <laughs> and what is attracting you to kind of doing your own thing?
1: Um. I am, okay, so I have, I've self-diagnosed with ADHD. And so the way that my brain works, like I need structure, but I also like need to be able to do it when I like, my brain is interested in doing it. Um, If somebody tells me to do something, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Or I like have a lot of pressure on me and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Or I procrastinate really hard. But if I'm doing something that I enjoy doing and on my own terms and on my own time, I thrive in it and I can get so much done. So I realized that pretty quickly. Um, I've been working at American Eagle for 3 years now and I hate it. <laughs> I hate like having to be told like you have to be here during this time and like if I want to go home for the weekend I can't because I have to take off of my job 3 weeks in advance and I'm not a planning person. So I just know that like in the long run that's not going to meet my goals like that's not what I want, and I also want to travel a lot, and a typical nine to five doesn't do that. like you can't really travel in a typical job. Um, so I mean, I could get like a traveling job, but it's still like you're still like stuck to a schedule, and I want to be able to make my own schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing right now in college to help you prepare to be that person?
1: Oh, that's a Are great you laughing? <laughs> Um, not a lot, to be completely honest. I it's definitely been an interesting transition from like high school to college. Like they always say, like oh, we're preparing you for college. No, you're not. Like this is high school is absolutely nothing like college. I had a very strict like I was there from seven to two every single day. Classes back to back with a thirty minute lunch. Like that is not at all what college is like. You plan your own schedule. You have a ton of free time in between classes. I only have like two classes a day, most of the week, and I have all Fridays. So it's a lot of like self-control and time management. So it's definitely kind of been a reality check and I've had to get a grip on some of that. So I guess technically it's kind of been nice to have that transition and be in college and have like I have to have the accountability because I can't fail out of college. So I have to get the assignments done. So I have to create a schedule that allows me to do that um, and be organized with it. And I've got a lot of alarms and reminders and study apps and everything that keep me on track. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) So when you think about prepping for kind of your own, doing your own thing after college, have you found any like organizations or clubs or any experiences that you think might help you build that out like while you're in college. So that way you don't have to apply for jobs and you can literally just start your own thing right from the get go, you know, after you, or is that really your goal?
1: Yeah, so I actually, one of the classes that I took at UNCG was um, life design or design your life by Bill Johnson. And he like, he's kind of the reason why I changed my whole major anyway, kind of like aligning that purpose to the path type of thing. So his class, like he has his own side hustle or main hustle. I don't really know what you want to call it, but he has, it's called the Life Design Institute. And he does this work with the work that I want to do with students. So he goes and it's a lot of purpose work and passion work and stuff like that and figuring out your path and how to be fulfilled in it. And so I, we've talked a lot with him about me going on as, I guess, kind of like an intern, okay. um, working with him and then eventually becoming like an employee. Um, so they want to branch out. They do a lot with adults in transitions and then also college students. But I kind of want to work more with high school students. So kind of branching out and having me kind of head that department. Um, so that's been the biggest connection that I've made so far, as long as, as far as like getting on my own. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, great. So you are working towards it because you're making connections, you're learning yeah. about <laughs> this business. Uh, but maybe, yeah, I think it's interesting. A lot of students feel that way though. They're, they're like, well, I'm i don't, I'm not doing anything towards that, but actually you are. So that's true. Hopefully that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk a little bit about, well, first off, how did you hear about the class?
1: I actually just got randomly put into it. Um, it was not, it was like a freshman class. Um, he's got two, he's got one in the spring, one in the fall. And they're like, it's part one and part two. Um, you're not required to take the second one, but I guess I don't really actually know how they do that. I meant to ask him, but yeah, it was just a random class that I got put into in my first semester freshman year. And I, it completely changed like my entire life. So <laughs> very grateful for that. I think about that a lot. Like what would have happened if I hadn't gone to UNCG or if I hadn't been put in that class, like, where would I be right now? So it's interesting, but I'm very grateful.
0: Yeah. That's something that it's, um, there's a theory for that. It's called happenstance theory, but where Mm -hmm. you're thinking, or there are things that come up in your life that you would have never created or planned for yourself. It was just this magical kind of you're enrolled in this class kind of you didn't intentionally do that, but it ends up being something that really, you know, changes your life or helps you kind of figure out clarity and something. Uh, so I think that's so beautiful. And it might end up even being more, even more than that <laughs> for you, which is so cool. Uh, and we just don't know about those things. Um, yeah. So I think that's such a important kind of lesson in, in your story too. It's like, you have to try to plan and design what you want to make happen. And at the same time, you have to be flexible and open that there are going to be things that come up that you don't really recognize or think that might be a powerful thing in your life, but they end up being, so it's just a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I actually connect also to life design Institute. I'm one of their facilitators (laughs) and just love uh, what Bill Johnson's doing through life design Institute. And that's actually how we met Anna and I met. (laughs) So I am so curious from your perspective of like, well, let me do a quick snapshot. So this is uh, typically a three to four day experience, uh, or it's over a class as well. So uh, students can experience it at that university. But this is where you're really going through a bunch of activities uh, that are helping you reflect on exercises, on your life, on your values, your strengths, your skills, things that you hope to aspire to be or do or um, be able to do one day. Uh, And then it's just this magical time Uh, with like connection and just deep, meaningful conversations. So first off, Anna, what was that experience like for you to do it with other people with one, 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 one with your, with students and and like peers. uh, But then also you did it in a professional setting as well, right? Where you're meeting professionals like me doing this work or not doing this work in other places. So what was that like for you? Both of those.
1: Yeah. Um, So the first, so obviously I took the class and that was a good like introduction to it. But I mean, you know how students are like some of them are really into it and they would participate and do the assignments and like go all out on it. And it was really great to have conversations with those people because it was like everybody was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I doing with my life? Or this is exactly what I was going to do. And this is just confirming it. So it was really cool. To be able to talk to students who were like kind of having the same realizations that I was. And then obviously there were some others who didn't participate, which kind of took away from the experience a little bit um, because the training, you know, you're paying to be there. You obviously want to be there. You have a reason for being there. So you're obviously going to engage more and they were mostly adults. So that obviously is a completely different perspective uh, from students to adults and people who are in a career and trying to change it, it has a lot more, I guess, impact than a student trying to change their career like or choices in college. You can change your major pretty easily, uh, especially as a freshman. I mean, I, who cares? <laughs> um, but changing your career, like, that's a big decision. So there was a lot of intention behind the workshop that you had to pay to be there for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually got to go to, so I've been to three trainings now. So I've done two online because of COVID. Um, and then the one that I just went to was actually just this past December. I'm trying to think, I think it was like the first week or something, but it was in person. So that was a really cool experience. <laughs> um, it was it was so amazing to be in person. There was a lot more people there than I expected. Um, but we got to like do the posters like by hand and like actually show them and like be in a group and talk like face-to-face with real people about this work and like our own passions and just like-minded people. And it was such a cool experience. Oh my gosh. It was, it was amazing.
0: Mm, love it. Was there any activity that you did or conversation that you had without sharing too much of maybe what somebody else shared, um, but anything like that that stands out to you that was just really memorable from, from any of those experiences?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I'm trying to, think. I, Yes, there was, all of them were meaningful. That's (laughs) not where I was going with that. It's hard to pinpoint one. Exactly. Um, But there was this lady, Susan, who was, oh gosh, she was an older woman. She was probably in her sixties, I think, but she, no, she was in her fifties. But she was talking about like her life and her marriage and her divorce and how she like, from a really young age has had like all these different like side hustles and how she's always done her own thing. And like, now she's got like four or five different things going on. And she was just talking to me about it. And it was so interesting to hear what she had to say about it. And she was just sharing her life experiences and how similar we were. And like, we've got all of these great ideas. And if we could just like do all of them separately or like figure out a way to make them work together how cool it would be but you kind of like she made a really good point like you get burnt out doing all of that at once it's really hard like you're putting so much into one thing and then you're putting so much into another thing like it takes everything out of you so she made a really good point of like you can have all of these things but you really need to focus on like one or two big things to like put yourself into because if not, you're just going to end up like wasting away. So that was a really cool experience to be able to talk to her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool to see somebody who's, you know, much older than you and, <laughs> you know, maybe again, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's a cool person. Again, like we we're talking about earlier with your personal trainer at the yeah. beginning of this, uh, the, the episode, it's like, you know, you're attracted to people like, oh, they're doing really cool things, but then you realize, oh, we're connected in some way because I also struggle with that too. And they struggle with it, but they're still successful. They're still doing things that they love. And that's, you know, again, it's attractive. It's also like aspirational, like, oh, I can be like that too. Uh, And that's such a cool feeling.
1: Yeah, it really was cuz it was like this is me when I'm older. Like I know that this is like this is how my brain works. So it was really cool to meet somebody who was like literally like you talk about like-minded individuals, but we were like same person in that moment. So yeah. <laughs> it was oh, fun. So good. So you, you know, we talking about like-minded individuals. Have you been able to find that group for you um on campus? No. <laughs> Not at all. That has been probably the hardest thing for me. I've never really had like big groups of friends. Like, I've always had a few like really close friends. And so, finding that on college and college was really hard, especially like during the middle of a pandemic. Like, I came in and my first year, my roommate was there for like two months and then she was gone for the rest of the year. Like, she was going to come back after um, winter break. But she hated it in Greensboro. So she didn't want to come back. She was only coming back because she felt bad for me. I was like, girl, don't do that. Like, stay home. Save your money. You're ridiculous. And so I was alone for literally like, what? I don't even know, five, six, like seven months, my first year of college. So that was really difficult. Um, I met a few people that lived like in the same dorm as me and like around me but there weren't really people that I wanted to be involved with. Like there was a lot of drama. Um, and that's actually kind of in the same pattern as this year. Um, I'm in an apartment now with three other roommates who I love. They're all amazing. Um, but there was just a bunch of drama with some of the other people that we had been talking to. And that's something that I really want to focus on coming up soon is like finding my pack, finding my people. <laughs> Cause it's, I feel like it, After, Especially after this training in person, like being around people who have not even the same like ambitions, but just the same drive and like similarities and passions. I think that's so important. And I realized like how important it was being around people who are like me. It's like, oh, I realized that this is now what I'm missing. So that's something that I'm going to try to definitely kind of figure out this year. Mm -hmm. How are you going to do that? (laughs) <laughs> i wish i knew <laughs> i wish i knew <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know yeah. i i don't know if you have any tips <laughs> please reach out to
0: me <laughs> yeah seriously okay well it's it is interesting the reason, i i wanted to imedi- immediately talk uh, like kind of change the subject into like something else that i want to go into but I really was curious like how are you going to do that and and the reason why yeah. is it's freaking hard to do anyways yeah. but it's even more challenging with covid and and mm-hmm. um it's interesting because when I look back I think that college was the easiest time for me ever to make friends and yeah. you know I, I've moved quite a bit too so I think every time you move you have to build new relationships and you have to find your people there and Oh, it's hard yeah. <laughs> not, not to worry you all, but, <laughs> but the, the reason why I'm also bringing this up is that like, I think connection are we're, we're all craving connection and meaningful connection, and it's hard to find. And I say that uh, I actually went to a workshop literally today. So I work out at a CrossFit gym and we did a goal setting workshop for this um, uh, for the year really, but it's, well, it's like a, a challenge for like four weeks. Uh, but almost every single person there shared that they were interested in making stronger connections with people. So stronger and, or more connections with people. So I think that that was really surprising to me because, you know, I feel it in some ways, but I've still been able to meet people, uh, and that really gets gives me a lot of energy, but I was so surprised that that was just so consistent across multiple people in in very different backgrounds. And some people were new to Boulder. Some people were, have been to Boulder for for years. So it just was really interesting as far as that connection piece. So we're all struggling with it right now. So I want to first say that because don't think you're alone (laughs) in this Um, because even though it feels like you're alone in this, Uh, especially when you have experiences like that, or you have had experiences where you could be yourself, be authentic with a group of people. There's something really magical about that. So when you have it once, you crave it more. It is so important. So, okay, let's think what, what could you do? Let's just go play with this a little bit, but what do you think you could do to meet people who are like-minded?
1: Um, I thought, so this is kind of the double-edged sword I have been trying to get off of social media as much as possible because it has been a huge time suck for me I would be on it for hours and hours and hours but Instagram is the one that I have not gotten rid of yet because that's where I want to start like if I'm going to start my own business I want to have an Instagram to promote it because you know marketing, whatever. And also just, again, connection. Like I still want to be connected to people. Everybody my age is on Instagram. I got rid of Snapchat, lost that piece of connection. I was like, I'm going to keep one open. <laughs> and so I chose Instagram and I still am on it forever, but that is probably going to be like, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of, how am I going to meet people is through Instagram, but finding finding the specific type of person that I'm looking for is definitely like I feel like it might be kind of difficult I could try to find like student organizations around campus that could be a good way to meet people for sure I have a couple For I actually have a friend who um, is we haven't been friends for that long we met in high school and we kind of drifted apart but she's like completely like she's changed so much over the past few years and she has like just blossomed into like this awesome person. And, um, I loved her before, but she's so cool to be around now. And we've hung out a few times and we have such like deep conversations about like life and spirituality and just everything. And she does van life and I want to do van life. And, um, she like, she's definitely a person that I could totally like connect with and, I have met another girl at work who does the same thing. So I feel like just like actually reaching out to people is going to be the hardest part for me because I can find people, but then like actually like taking that next step to be like, Hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to be friends? Like that's so awkward for me. (laughs) So I think just like getting out of my comfort zone and like actually doing it, which seems to be a common theme in my life.
0: Okay. So much there before (laughs) we, I want to go into van life, but before we do that, um, let's talk about, first off, you you really kind of bucketed this into three different things that you could do to like, you know, meet like-minded people. So it's Instagram, student Mm -hmm. orgs and reaching out Mm -hmm. to existing relationships. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start with reaching out to existing relationships. Actually, I feel like that one's one of the most, the more easy ones because, but, but maybe I'm, you you may feel differently. So what does it feel like, you you know, you described it as awkward. It's awkward to do this. What does it feel like when you're like about to send a message or text message or Instagram message to somebody and say like, Hey, do you want to hang out? (laughs) Like, or, or have you ever even done that? And that's okay too. Yeah. Um,
1: there's been a couple times that I've just like started conversations with people um through instagram a couple have been like in different places so we can't like actually hang out um there's been a couple on campus that have either started conversations with me or i've started conversations with them and it kind of just flowed naturally into being like hey well we should hang out sometime and then we actually plan it if there's a conversation first like it's cool whatever it kind of just flows naturally um, but there's been a couple times where like well, one time specifically, I messaged somebody and I was like, Hey, like you live like somewhere else, but I just wanted to say, like, you're really cool and I love your page and like what you talk about and you just seem like a really cool person. And <laughs> we talked for like a couple hours and we haven't talked since then. Like it was, <laughs> it was just so weird. Like the conversation was like, okay, but like it felt so forced. And so it's just like, I don't know, it's just, it's weird. (laughs) I'm weird. No. So does (laughs) that, it's okay.
0: So does that experience hold you back from trying that again?
1: Um, more or less, I feel like it kind of helped me be like, okay, like it was kind of awkward, but I didn't die. Like, it's not like the end of the world. And I'm trying to get out of my head with stuff like that. Like things aren't actually as embarrassing as I think that they are. And people are not actually judging me the way that I think they are, you know? Um, like, we're definitely our hardest critics. Mm -hmm. So kind of getting out of that mentality and just being like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't end up working, then it doesn't end up working. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's easier said than done though.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I will say the more that you practice it, the easier it does get. Like I give less and less, uh, we'll just say less and less shits because that's the way I feel. (laughs) Um, But like, that's like, as I get older, but as I continue to build relationships, like like you have to put yourself out there. Uh, somebody told I, I heard this in an interview that I'm doing from my professional job recently, where the guy is like, when you network, you uh, really a network when you network with other people, like in a career or even with like friendships. It's about like one out of ten actually kind of moves forward. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, that's 10%, which is a very low percentage in case you don't yeah. know math. <laughs> <But>
1: it's, <laughs>
0: it's, it's, uh, that's, that's a hard percentage to say, okay, so if you want to have five really strong friends, you need to meet 50 people. find those five. And and again, this is not a scientific fact. This is what somebody just said who does a lot of networking in the community, but like, that's important to to take into consideration. And it's also important to just remember that you're going to meet a lot of people in your life. Some of them are going to come and go and that's okay. Some of them, you're going to have a really great conversation one time and you're never going to talk to them again. Some of them, you know, maybe in two years you are in the same city as that person And you, you, you message them and say, Hey, I'm in Austin or I'm in Denver or whatever. And you just touch base. And all of a sudden you're having coffee or you're having a drink and you're just like, wow, this is so great. And like, you just don't know where those relationships, you know, can go or what might happen in the long run. So, you know, I just encourage you and anybody who's listening to put yourself out there more, um, Mm -hmm. and do it now, if you can practice now while you're a student, it's going to serve you so much better in the long run. (laughs) Uh, so practice now. So whenever you get like out, out of college and you're in in a new place, you don't want to be fumbling and trying to figure that out then, you know, like if you can help it, uh, it's just, yeah. Like if you want to have meaningful relationships, you have to put yourself out there. But like, to me, those are mutually exclusive. Like you, you have to do that. So, um, I mean, I think it's just like, basically do it and again, put yourself out there. And the more that you do it, the better that you get.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The training we were talking about and just that's something that I'm just going to have to start, like, I'm going to, I'm going to get it tattooed on me. Like just do it. <laughs> just do it. Seriously. Yeah. Nike. <laughs> yeah. Seriously.
0: Um, I would put that as the name of our episode today, but I don't know if that's like allowed <laughs> that might be trademarked probably. <laughs> um, anyway. um, so I want to talk about, we talked about Instagram a little bit, but like, let's go into student orgs. Like, are there any student orgs that really just align with who you are Or that you think, oh, the type of person that I want to hang out with probably hangs out there?
1: Mm. Um, I've tried looking at some student groups that we have on campus, and a lot of them are like for minority groups, which is great for minority groups. But unfortunately, I'm not a minority group for the situation. Um, So a lot of them like were really specific. And I could have just been missing a bigger list or something. But I didn't really find any that were interesting to me. They I at one point I was into photography. So I was like, well maybe there's a photography group. Didn't find a photography group. Um, I want to do like art on the side, didn't find an art group. Like I've thought about taking art classes, but none of them are studio. They're all lecture. So there's been I've tried a couple different things as far as just like booking, but I haven't really found anything that's stood out to me or really been worth doing. I've reached out to a couple volunteer organizations. I really want to work with animals in some capacity. I love dogs, and cats. I love them, like seriously love them. But I actually, I didn't hear back from them. So I, again, just kind of like, like you said, like you have to reach out to multiple people before you get an answer sometimes or find the one that sticks. So I need to find some more things to actually get involved with, but I haven't found that yet. Yeah.
0: And and I think first off, I would encourage you to look at the student org list on your campus. Make sure that you're looking at the one that has everything, especially at a large school, like a large-ish school like you are at. Mm-hmm. There's probably over a hundred, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So I remember a lot.
1: And you still sure like not? Okay.
0: Well, maybe <laughs> yeah, just revisit yeah. it, you know, revisit yeah, it. I will see. for sure. Um, and if and sometimes too, you'll look at names and you're like, that doesn't sound interesting, or I don't know what that <laughs> is or what they do. Like, click on it and find out more information. Um, yeah. so do that. Uh other things, um, you know, like it could be, you know, you love animals. So are there any volunteer rescue, you know, things where you can go walk animals? And during that time, there's probably other college students. Right. And you'll meet people who are outside of your current like major and like current circles. Uh, So it kind of gets you out of that a little bit. So maybe it's not just student, you know, student group, but maybe it's also within the community. The other thing, too, Mm -hmm. is like what you've already done and what you are already doing. So I want to highlight that, too. Um, Again, something that you think that you're not doing, but maybe you already are, is you're attracted to these experiences in person right? The Life Design Mm -hmm. Institute, that training, you're able to meet people. Of course, they're kind of a different group, right? They're older Mm -hmm. folks than you, (laughs) Um, (laughs) or at least most of them. But if there are other students that go, how can you follow up with those students, right? Because clearly they're attracted to that type of thing. Um, Yeah. You know, or maybe it's touching base with Bill, you know, and saying, hey, who, who are the other students who are connected to this work? And how can I like learn from them, get, maybe get them together. So sometimes if there's something that you want to see, but you can't find it, you have to create it yourself. And that takes a lot of energy and time, honestly. So yeah. <laughs> also, you know, aware of that, but, um, if there really is something that you're craving and, and it doesn't exist, that means that other people probably want it to. And, and this is definitely yeah. something as I've done life coaching over the past 10 years, I have had so many one-on-one conversations like this. It is unreal. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh Yeah. It, it just, all of y'all talk about it one-on-one, but you're not talking about it with each other. You gotta yeah. start talking about <laughs> it with each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of funny. Um, so One of my roommates, she wasn't here at all the first year. So this is like her first year on campus. And so we talked about it she's like, she's like, I have no friends here. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. Same. <laughs> and so we're both like in that situation of trying to find people and find friends that we actually like can stand being around and enjoy being around. Um, but yeah, so we're looking together.
0: <laughs> yes, oh, that's good. That's good because then you're you, yeah, you're not doing a solo necessarily. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, support group. <laughs> yes,
0: okay, I want to talk a little bit about van life. So you mentioned that, and I know we've talked about this in prior conversations. So tell me more about what does that mean? What does van life mean? And then, yeah, why is it attractive to you right now?
1: Um, yeah, so, Van life is basically when you convert like a cargo van into a tiny home. So you've got a bed. Um, Most of them have like at least a kitchen and like a toilet. You can have some of them are really, really nice. And you can have like a shower um, and all this other cool stuff. But the basis of it is that you basically live in a van. So you get to travel. You can park at like campsites. There have definitely been a few nights in Walmart parking lots, which my mother... Has a panic attack every time I say that, but I just, like I said before, like I love traveling. And if I don't do anything else in the entirety of my life, like I want to travel as long as I'm traveling and get to see the world, like I will be happy. And so van life is obviously like really appealing to that because you have your own home, like in your vehicle. So you're not having to Pay for hotels and everything. Like you've got it all in one and you can kind of go as you please. So that's really, really appealing to me for that reason. Um, again, like you kind of get to create your own schedule. I can go where I want when I want and have my own bed. So I eventually want to like do this work traveling. So that'll kind of be a benefit too. If I'm going to have to be traveling a lot. I can do it on my own schedule and still be working. So yeah. Love it. So have you done this before? I have not. So okay, I okay. have car camped. I've car camped once and it was really, really fun, but obviously very, very tight with the quarters. Um, so I would definitely need some more room than that. And I would like to have my own toilet because that was an odd experience, like a campground, like hole in the ground. That was, yeah, I won't, I don't enjoy that. Um, <laughs> but I, I did really love the traveling and it was actually with the friend um, that I was talking about earlier, who is doing van life. She was the one that went with, went with me and it was just like, it could have been the company. It could have been the whole experience, um, but it was just such a fun time and it was super spontaneous. And we were like, let's just go this weekend. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, let's do it. And we did it. And it was awesome. Um, So that kind of encouraged me a little bit like, okay, maybe I could do this. Yeah. So is that what
0: you're hoping to do basically once you finish school?
1: That would be like best case scenario. Um, But realistically, as far as like money and finding a van and getting it renovated and having my own business up and running by the time that I'm in the van, like it's not entirely realistic, at least not right now. Just my dad, I was actually talking to my dad about that this weekend when I was home. And um, he was like, an idea without a plan is just a dream. And I was like, dang it, you're right. (laughs) He was like, I can support a plan. I can't support a dream. He's like, I'll sit down and help you with it. So I need to figure out like a realistic plan of action to actually get it done and make that a reality. Because I told him, like, he's like, I just don't understand it. And I'm like, this is something that like 10 years down the road, like I'm going to regret it if I didn't do it and I'm going to do it at some point in my life, it's going to happen and I might end up hating it. I could do this and I could absolutely hate it, but at least I tried it. At least I gave it a shot and I'm not regretting my entire life. Like, dang it. I never did that. Like, what if I would have done it? What if I would have loved it? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, And that, what you just said (laughs) really stands out to me of like, would I regret not doing this mm-hmm. or not, not even, not even doing it, but at least going for it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything I can to get the stand to make it work. Right. And then that alone is going to be fulfilling to just see that mm-hmm. come to like fruition and like manifest the yeah. physical space, the sp- physical van piece. But it's really like, if you, if you know that in your, in your heart of hearts, that if you don't go with for it, that you're going to regret it, that's something that you really need to pay attention to. You know, it's so many of us go through life and we don't think that way. we just kind of go and we're like, oh, I'll do it later. Or like maybe one day and one day never comes. Like you really do have to prioritize it if you want to make it happen. And you have, I, I love this. Some people hate this kind of mentality. So if you are like this, that's okay. But we are, must be very similar because we, yeah, it's like, think about in five years or 10 years, if you didn't try this out, Would you be bummed? Would you be like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I at least try to do that? So keep that in mind. You know, I'm a really big believer too, of like, go for your dreams. And even if your dreams don't actually happen along the way, just because you're seeking your dreams, amazing things are going to happen and you're still going to fall upon something really cool. So why not kind of go for that? Um, But Yeah. yeah, I also love the idea without a plan is just a dream. So what do we need to do to make sure that you actually (laughs) create a plan? Because I love that your dad was like, I'm not, I'm not supporting your dreams, but if you have a plan, I'll help you get there. I'm like, Oh, that's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I feel like all these things are just like, a big kick in the ass to like actually <laughs> make it happen because <laughs> everything just seems to be like adding up like the fact fe- like we haven't talked in so long and like the week after I did the training like you messaged me and like let's do the podcast I was like oh my gosh like this of course this is happening right now this is what I need <laughs> and so um yeah I I also one of the guys um I don't know if you ever met him from the training Ivor um He does this work with, he's a soccer coach and he does this work with his um, soccer players. And I was taught, he was at the training this last time. And so I got to meet him in person and he's so cool. Oh my gosh, he's so cool. Uh, But he was talking to me about like finding a van and like where I could go to find a van and how to get it for cheap and how to do the renovations on it. And I was Uh, like, oh my gosh, like he's going to build my van for me. It's (laughs) going to happen. (laughs) Like I've got fingers crossed. But yeah, so just all these people like supporting me and everybody that I've talked to about it at the trainings is like, oh my gosh, I love that for you. Like, they're so excited to see it happen. So now I'm like, all right, well, I got to do it. I got <laughs> to figure out what I'm going to do here.
0: Oh my gosh. I just thought of a brilliant idea for you to raise money for your van.
1: Yeah, is basically nice. like,
0: do basically do this work, do purpose work, but in high schools and just say, I just am asking for a donation. This is a dream that I have. And I want to do this work across the country and you would be basically supporting me in doing this. This is a suggested donation, but anything will help, you know? And then it's a way to like market it to people Um, And then as people kind of hear about your dream and something that you want to accomplish, a lot of times people want to help you out, especially because you're a college student. You're trying to hustle, but you're also not just hustling like, hey, give me money. You're like, hey, I have a lot of energy in this space and I want to do this more. So I want to do this with your students. And I also want to do it with more students across the country. And this is going to help me do that. Uh, It's kind of like a win-win. So if you can start kind of messaging that, that might potentially be something cool to do
1: or try. It's a great idea because... That's, um, again, kind of just like doing it. I've been kind of, I've told everybody about it, like all my friends and family and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, I want you to help me with this. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah, reach out to me. Like I'll do it. And then nothing ever happens. So definitely like, I want to start doing it. And that's a great idea. Like I hadn't really thought about that. I was just going to kind of just, I guess, go in and, do it for free and do what I can just to get the experience but that's a great idea like instead of charging like quote-unquote charging them for it to just be like hey you want to support this like please do that's awesome yeah yeah it's like GoFundMe
0: or Kickstarter something like that maybe look at look at some of those options but or Venmo of course but (laughs) yeah awesome let's see Well, there's one more thing I wanted to dial in on, and then we can wrap up our time together today. But there there was one thing that you mentioned um, in class, whenever you were in class with students, you talked Mm -hmm. about how there were some students who were kind of just all in, they were very engaged. You said, I don't know if you said that you did this, like go all out was like the terminology, but Mm -hmm. like going all out, what does that mean to you? And then how do you plan to do that this semester?
1: oh okay good question (laughs) so for me it was just like really doing the work as if like this is this is it like I'm creating my career plan I'm doing this work because this is gonna lead me to where I want to be Um, so genuinely just participating in it and doing it as if basically your life depends on it Um, and that you're like genuinely gonna make the changes so there were some people who were I don't even remember I Oh gosh, this is a year ago. I can't even, that sounds so bad. Oh my gosh, that's not even that long ago. <laughs> I should be able to remember that. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, moving on. I don't even remember what it was, but there was this one girl that I ended up talking to. We reached out and we had coffee a couple of times. Um, but she was one that was like really interested in the work and she wanted to do it with whatever her population was. I can't remember what her specific one was, but there are just people that took it seriously and put a lot of effort into it. Mm -hmm. As far as this semester, I actually, from one of the posters that we did in the workshop, I have it taped to my wall right now. (laughs) And so it's kind of inspiration. Like I see it and I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. It kind of like makes me focus on it a little bit more. And one of the things that keeps coming up every time I talk to Bill is reading. He's always reading or writing something or doing 50 things at once but especially reading that's been a big thing that has come up a lot and in a lot of the videos that we watch so I've gotten for Christmas I asked for like a ton of like entrepreneurship books and money books and I'm reading a positive psychology book right now and so kind of I'm setting a goal to read um, a book a month for the end of the year just to kind of get back into it because I used to love reading and then I got into school and fell out of it and now I'm interested in getting back, but actually like gaining something from it. So I'm going to read a lot. I'm going to make some connections. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, I'm going to look at my poster and I'm going to make a plan. Mm. I'm going to make a plan.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, however, I can help you. Don't hesitate to reach out and text me, call me, whatever. And uh, are you on Goodreads too? Do you know what that is? I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Is it? Uh, it's kind of, it's not really social media or anything. It's just an app, but it has all the books basically in the world and you can go. And and so I'm sure that as you start reading, you're going to like hear about another book or you're going to, like, if you listen to podcasts a lot, you'll hear people talk about a book and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. But then sometimes you forget about it. You know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, or Bill will <laughs> recommend a book, and you're like, "Oh, that sounds really good. I need to read that. And you forget about it. So what mm-hmm. I do is put it all on my Goodreads. And so then I have a list of all these books that I really want to read. I have a prioritized list. Um, but I have them based on like business or like spirituality if I, or mm-hmm. just like personal growth and self-development. But that helps me kind of keep track. and it also it just feels really good to be like, oh, I finished that book. Like you have to like say that you're currently, what you're currently reading. And then also it helps oh, you cool. see what other people are reading. So like, you could look at my list yeah. and I can look at your list. So we mm-hmm. um, have aligned interest with entrepreneurship. So those are things that, you know, if, if you're like, oh, Alicia read this one, five stars, it must be really good because I am I stingy with my five stars. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? So like, then um, yeah. you're not always having to get personal recommendations either, but, and it, it recommends books for you too. Anyway, something to, to yeah. try for sure. That's cool. Yeah. I wrote it down. I'm going to, I'll look into it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Anything else that you want to share before we head out?
1: Thank you for having me. This is again, like I said, it's been a long time in the making, but I'm glad we finally did it. It was so good to talk to you again. And I'm so excited for what the future holds and I will keep you updated. (laughs)
0: Yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anna. Yeah. Thank you. As always, thank you so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and also make sure that you share it with another college student. That would mean the world to me and also hopefully help more students. Thank you so much for listening to the College Life Podcast and I'll catch you in the next one. Have an excellent week.